you have a podcast following? Absolutely. What? If you look at my podcast notes, they're all in Bookman Old. Was that a conscious choice that you made? I must have started that way, and then I didn't want to change it. Why, what do you use? Uh, these are in Times New Roman. Of course they are. I generally use Calibri, but lately I've just been lazy. I, you know, I'm not sure I love Calibri. I like Calibri. It's not a bad font. But yeah, I just, I just use Times New Roman. Of course you do. For What do you mean, of course I do? Well, it's kind of a standard, standard font. font. <laughs> yeah. Gee. Yeah. Who's predictable? You. And you. Times New Roman. I you never would have guessed Bookman Old. No, I would not have. But that is what is predictable about you. Is that you would do something as obnoxious as that. Why didn't okay, you time me? out. My it's notes ob- are in wingdings. It's, ob- it's obnoxious. It's so, so Bookman oh, Old yeah. oh, raises, yeah. rises to the level of obnoxious. For you, yes. Because you're clearly doing that to seem kind of pretentious. Like, I am using Bookman Old. How could that old. possibly be true? I've done it for 103 Wait, episodes and you've just found out. So you're saying, for 103 no. episodes, I've been slow playing the Bookman Old. Yeah. You've so that I could drop it out. now. Exactly. You live in a world of such paranoia. And welcome to another episode of Even More Mashed Up, the pop culture podcast featuring two professors and Rich from Misericordia University talking about, well, all things pop culture. I'm Patrick. Hey, and I'm Alan. Welcome back. We're happy to have you, of course. um, As you may have known, or we have spent some episodes playing D&D. So we've been known to do Stranger Things. So today oh. will be today will be no different. That was your best pun That's on Stranger yeah. Things? Yeah. There's a mind flow in the show, and you couldn't have uh, connected that stranger, to D&D? Uh, well, playing D&D mm. was like getting your mind flow. Hey, Alan. Yeah. See? You know yeah, what's, that's better. You know what's strange? What's that? Talking about season three of Stranger Things, when there was never a podcast on season two. Oh, oh time no. out. There was a podcast oh, was on there? season two. It's yes. strange that it's not posted. It's strange mm. you didn't record one when I've told you how many times I don't have it because it wasn't me recording it. Rich lost it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Pretty much. That's that's what Dan says. Yeah, that's what Dan says. Of course he'd say that. And that's what he says you would say. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It is weird that we did a Stranger Things too, which I, I think, think you mean like... it's strange. That ship has sailed. No. Oh, trust me, that ship is barely out of dock. We, we, no, Once oh, we're, no, we're, it's already doomed we're, to sink. We're coming back to, to two, repeatedly today. I think it was one of our greatest podcasts. I thought it actually was a good show. It was really good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, I'll have to take your word for it. Not that anybody will ever know. Yeah, yeah. unless we somehow manage to find it and go back into the archive. And oh, I would, I would put that show up immediately. It was that good. It was a good show. It's a sterling show. Yeah, it's a shame. So good, I guess, that, that Rich it decided it was too good for people to you hear. You know, that's what it was. It's too good to to to, to, yeah. to be heard. Well, it's right. not ready for it. You know what? It's yeah. probably the one thing that could salvage the podcast. Right. After the D&D. There you go. Debacle. See, you're welcome. I set Thank you up you. with that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yep. Appreciate that. So, yeah. So, so Stranger we, Things. We've done Stranger Things on the episode. It's just been D&D, not actual yes. well, we, series. Didn't we do, did we do a podcast on Stranger Things 1, or was that a radio show? I think, radio that, was, show. I think that was a radio show. Okay. Yeah. So this technically would be our first discussion of Stranger Things. Well, it depends on what you mean on by the podcast. technically. I mean, technically. We've had in, the conversation before, so not yeah. that way. We've done it on a podcast before. Yeah. So Nobody's heard way. it, so that way. That, 
it's lost like into the, the like first shouting into the, the, radio into the show. abyss. Yes. Yes. Which really that maybe that's what we should call the podcast. Shouting into the abyss. Oh, we should re- we should relaunch. No, I don't know. We're we're pretty we're pretty wedded to our brand. Yeah. And the the 14 people that, that read like my autobiography. <laughs> How would they ever find us? I know. They would be so confused. It yeah. sounds like an autobiography. Just shouting, shouting into the, the abyss. abyss. <laughs> Richard Baldwin story. That's not bad. Yes. All right, well, so... I <laughs> so... I apologize. I guess we should start talking about Stranger Things 3. Stranger Things 3. So your, what was your general impression? And then we can kind of work our way through the well, show. Well, we also have to answer Rich's questions, because he apparently doesn't understand the show. Okay. Well, he had qu- Rich had questions about Stranger Things 3. Yes, because, and maybe I just, I haven't seen the whole thing, unfortunately I didn't, so maybe I just... <laughs> it feels as though. <laughs> we can work with it. All right. Go ahead, Rich. But it felt... What did you not understand from the thing you did not watch fully? <laughs> so in the show, do they call it the Mind Flayer? Like, I think so. Like, they like, do, yes. yes. But it's like, it's like a demagogue, Re- like, I think, you know... Repeatedly, the, they, they call okay. it the Mind Flayer. It is flare. the Mind Flayer. Well, they no, call the Mind Flayer the Mind Flayer. I just read, like, on a synopsis on Wikipedia to kind of get some ideas, and like, it oh, said boy. that, but I didn't know that was just someone's opinion. So, so... No, that is what they actually call it. Okay. So it was like a demagogue, and the person was like, oh, they were playing D&D or whatever, and, like, it's like that creature, so that's what they called it. The kids call the creature that comes from the upside down the demogorgon. Yes. Yes, because it's kind of after their their D and D. Right. Okay. Because D and D can have that kind of formative impact on a person's life. Just keep pushing the knife. <laughs> to be fair, it it is in it is within the milieu of the show to bring up Dungeons and Dragons. That's yeah. uh, no, it's fair. So, but yes, they but, do actually call it the Mind so Flayer. That is its name. My impression. The Mind Flayer actually lives at the staircase cliffs. I don't know why you keep doing this. <laughs> yeah. Like, Continuity. you complain it's about like a, it's like a crossover. us bringing up D&D, and then you bring in, like, things that nobody knows. I'm sorry. Go on. So what, what was your question? Because so I've my, got actual stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. My impression was that, from season two, especially, that Demogorgon was a thing in the Upside Down, and that was it. But as the show goes on, it seems like there's just an, any number of creatures that can kind of... Well, they showed at the end of season two right. that, because they have the shot of, I think it was the, yeah, because it's the school because they had the prom. Right. Yep. And then they flip to the upside down and you see the big shadowy, mind, mind what basically ended up being the mind flare. But, like, right. but they it, never there. saw that in season two, like, you know. And when well, they, it's like, at the end of season two. Sort of what they've done is they've expanded, right? Like, season one is kind of the Demogorgon. Yes. And then season two has. Yeah, the Demo Dogs. Yeah, like oh, like a, a an expanding range of villains, yeah. and then season three sort of goes big with the mind flare. But do yeah. they ever go into like how it's like? Is it just the idea that all these creatures were there and they just luckily never ran into them, like throughout each season? Well, I think the demogorgon and demo dogs would have been like the Are tools they demodogs of... or demodogs. Well, it's demogorgon. It's D E M O. So because demo dogs sounds like democratic dogs. No. Judgment action until you said it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't me. So, so I mean the mind flayer seems to be like the big bad above all of them. But so that's But does it does it control the demogorgon and the demodogs? I think in the sense that they are its servants or, yeah, or minions. Like, Maybe minions is a better phrase. I think I Rich's question I think is a really good one though, because the way in which it's built feels artificial. Well, it almost... It, it feels like... It, uh, Deus Ex Machina of like, oh, we need another creature, boom, there's one coming from the... Well, there's right, always right. been... So that, the upside down. So that yeah. it doesn't feel, to me, 
one of my complaints about the show is it doesn't feel like organically building a world of the the uh, upside down, but instead oh, it's the like, upside down. Okay. but it's like season one, you know, you start and then you have to expand the threat for season two and it has to get bigger for season. You, yeah. yeah. That'd be my, like one of the things that, that puts me off a little bit is yeah. that it feels like seasons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause it's like, uh, I almost thought like they were going to deal with more of the, the life itself because you know, when, um, Eleven travels to like other cities, you know, and like meets mm-hmm. the other people. I thought they were gonna do more with that. I thought they were too, but I think and the I backlash the they got against yeah. that. I was disappointed. They got I was too. They, they did. Everyone oh, complained about a lot of people. I liked that episode. We both yeah. liked I it when we talked about it. But, but people, people were like, it was a complete waste of time. Like it oh. didn't serve any per. And every like there was a very strong backlash against that episode. The folks gonna shift. It was like. Forget the upside down. It's yeah. over. See, you know, they take care of it and they can go that This way. is my complaint with Stranger Things, but a lot of Netflix stuff is you lock yourself into a formula and then Stranger Things has to be that. Mm-hmm. Where I'd rather see, and I know like it, it would take, like it's a, it's a risk yeah. to say we're done with the upside down for now yeah. and we're going to build out what Rich is talking about. To me... I think Stranger Things would be much more interesting well, I think, if it tried that instead of yeah. kind of falling back on formula, which I'll talk about as yeah. we kind of get into well, the Well, I show. think the producers might be moving in that direction. Because, I mean, the way in which that, that, you know, a lot of the characters have moved out of Hawkins at the end of this season. Yeah. Um, and then they've even acknowledged that there's only so many seasons they can do before it gets kind of ridiculous that Hawkins keeps getting but seen, you know, they invaded. And also, definitely. the kids are getting way older, way faster right. than they produce the right. show. Now, the so- Hawkins, on the other hand, like, it makes sense to me that there's a breach there. Yeah. so It's like, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. You know, like a Hellmouth shows up wherever a Hellmouth shows up. It's under the school. Right. But then, so thus, that becomes the epicenter of action. Yeah, but they, I mean... Well, obviously they we're, we're moving to the Soviet Union, right? Yeah, they. I don't know. Well, I don't know if we're moving to the Soviet Union, but the show. Right. No, I meant I knew what yeah, you were talking about. No. The show. Okay. The podcast is now moving to the Soviet Union. Mm. Putin has made us an offer we can't refuse. Yeah. <laughs> Good question, though, Rich. I think it it raises yeah. some fundamental yeah sort of like, again, questions about. Days at Bakken up like oh, and yeah. again you say like oh now everything needs to be breached here because Hawkins is. Well, they haven't shown. But it's also any... like, the, like you're the dungeon master. Yeah. As your characters become more powerful, you have to. Yeah. Like create and like, more and more powerful. And it's almost like enemies. you're not trying in that sense, where it's like, oh, we have this breach thing, so a new monster shows up in his boss. Well, yeah. the mind flare right. would be at least in terms of what they've established prior to this, or you know, prior and within this season, the mind flare seems to be the top of. And in D and D, the mind but, flare is usually like of that. Of the bad people. But it may or may not be. Yeah, for all no we well, but that would, to. but then that would be the issue is that you know if in the fourth season there's yet something else I in mean, the upside down, it's though. like the Galactus size. Yeah. I wonder if it's more gonna be maybe season four. Yeah. Can we see the the demo dog that they have in Russia? Yeah, I've got comments um, about that, my friend. Maybe it's gonna be a whole thing of of we're not so much gonna have you know the upside down invading, but sort of the the perils of sort of trying to use that yeah material. Um, so kind of a parable of the dangers of technology. Yeah, something like maybe that's Wait, what that's it's going to be. Never been done before in the eighties. So no, yeah. no. Yeah, thank God. Totally original. Novel information. <sighs> Did you have any other questions, Rich? No, that was my main one. Was I like? Oh, okay. As I was watching, it was like, it, it the basically the upside down felt less special. Yeah. How far did you get? I like three or four episodes in. So half. 
Yeah, it, yeah. it was eight, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It took me a while to get moving on it. It I did. Felt, I actually had I some. Felt, it's actually something I had some. But anyway, on. so like your general impression, and then we can talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, I, or whatever. My general impression is I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I thought the first half was, as we were just kind of talking about, was kind of. It took me a while. I didn't really get into it until about. Episode five. I was complaining a little bit about it, like, and I think part, for the first couple episodes. And I think part, and, and I, you know, in watching it, there was a moment that kind of drove home for me why. Yeah. I wasn't feeling it, and I think one of the things we talked about, particularly with season one more than season two, yeah, is the way in which that season one really sort of relied on kind of an '80s nostalgia. Yeah. And the story was maybe not as strong as as, as it could have been. Right. I think in particular that was how you felt about it. Yeah. And we felt season two kind of overcame that. Season two, I think I thought a was, bit. yeah. So, so there were two things in terms of, of again, kind of that point about nostalgia that I think were problematic in yeah. this season. One is that the '80s nostalgia that they relied on is not the stuff that I'm really nostalgic for the '80s. It's Day of the Dead, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, yeah, um, Terminator, which are all number one rated R Alien. movies, and yeah. I was not. You know, I wasn't 17 until 1990. So okay. it's a part of the okay. 80s the that I would 80s, not see. nobody paid attention to those ratings. I did. Wow. My dad, I did see when yeah. Harry met Sally, but that's because my dad had to buy my ticket. For So when Harry off. met Sally was kind of like your edgiest 80s fare. Probably. <laughs> yes. Wow. And I saw it in a theater, yes, absolutely. That is, what a rebel. Yeah. <laughs> um, huh? Did You didn't see Wayne's World? Wasn't that in the nineties? It might have been like early nineties. Did you see it? Oh yeah, I in saw it in the theater. Yeah. Okay. Googling. But so I think I because that was that slightly edgier than. Yeah. So well, so, so that's part. When of Harry Met Sally was your like. Yeah, probably. probably. You're super rebellious. Like, is it really rules... rebellious if my dad bought my ticket for you? Yeah. Like <laughs> rules be damned. I'm gonna go see what Harry Met Sally. That's awesome. Uh, my folks can't stop me. I mean, I didn't go by myself. I had a, a, a slightly you different... You had a chaperone? No, I had my friend uh, Jenny, I think. I had a slightly... Ooh, a date? <laughs> friend Jenny. No, no, Jenny made very clear that, that, <laughs> that, that, not, that it was not that. I told you to understand that before you go. Yeah, yeah. There's no way date. My yeah. complaint about the 80s nostalgia is a little bit different. Here's where I thought you well, were I had, going. I had oh, other... go ahead. Yeah, you have another one. Go ahead. Well, so that's part of it. And then also, yeah. like, back to the future... Is, is obviously a big part of this. Yeah. And just, like, Back to the Future is so, like, kind of mainstream yeah. 80s nostalgia, and the stuff I like about the 80s tends to be slightly more... Whoa, no. Esoteric, pump, I'd like to say. The, so, so Hall & Oates is somehow more esoteric. Yes. They are... Hall & Oates is the Back to the Future no. of no, music. No, 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 100%. no. 100%. That's yeah, ridiculous. Back to the Future, like... Yeah. No, awesome. Huey Lewis and the News yeah, no. are the Back to the Future it would of be music. Hugh, Hall & Oates, Back to the Future 3. Mm. Huey Lewis, Back to the Future. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. So, I mean, I can, I can see that Huey wrote music for Back to the Future so that you would make that connection, but yes. you do understand that Huey Lewis and the News are just... A slightly bigger, slightly less successful version of Hollow Notes. No, there are, there's many more people in that band. That's why I said slightly bigger. Oh, that's what you meant by bigger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bigger uh, in number. Gotcha. But less yeah, successful. They're, they're, okay. I acknowledge. Let's make that clear. Okay, greatest, good. biggest selling duo of all time. So there's so there so there's that, so that was one of the things in terms of the nostalgia. Yeah. But then the other issue that I had was that 
Um, I think they relied too much on people's nostalgia for seasons one and two of Stranger Things. But not for three? No, in the sense that, you know, like there's a mo- like at the, there's a moment, I can't remember if it was like episode five or six, like when the four guys get together. Yeah. The four main kids. And they're all like, oh, it's great to be together again. I'm like, yeah. oh, I guess they were apart. Ouch. And it wasn't really something that I felt they established in the show, but just kind of assumed people would know, sort of, you know, having always had those four together, people would naturally kind of feel well, them split apart. They do have that moment of like falling out. You they know, do, but it didn't. Will but, rides off in the rain in his bike or yeah. whatever. Yeah, but I. But then I, other I, things how many like. Times has that happened? Yeah, like mm-hmm. wait till we talk about Will down the road. I got. But concerns. the other thing too is is other characters like Lucas's little sister. Yeah. Like when she first showed up at the ice cream shop, I'm like, who is she and why are they emphasizing her so much? Yeah. And then they're like, I just randomly mentioned that like she's the sister. I'm like. Oh, I guess they were kind of expecting me to, and, yeah. to know that. And then Murray, the conspiracy guy. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's the one that, that um, Jonathan and... Nancy. Nancy went to last season. But there was, like, nothing in the episode yeah. that would tell you that. Right. And so there was a lot that I yeah. felt like they just kind of... It felt to me like... I mean, it is season three. It is, so but I still would like... Yeah. I mean, but there is an expectation that there's, like... There was stuff I'm like, oh, I didn't remember that. Yeah. Like, and that, from, I, from previous seasons. I think they relied too much on, particularly in the early seasons, Yeah, relied too much on people just kind of having seen one and maybe particularly two. Yeah. Because they didn't really, it just didn't feel to me like, and given how long it's been since two, um, that was what kind of kept me from getting into it yeah. for a while. To me, my complaint with the nostalgia was it felt almost manipulative to me and forced. Oh, I, I agree and some that, of it was forced. That, like, the Russian guy is Terminator. I was like, that is right. not subtle at all. But, I, but I'm thinking about the music the, and mm. the, like the soundtrack. Like repeatedly, they just kind of cram 30-second blurbs from big 80s hits. Yeah. And... Like, it's like, like cheap, like, oh, we can afford 30-second bits from like these 10 bands. But it's like a cheat to me for 80s nostalgia. Like that it's like the easy way to do eighties nostalgia is just to layer in a bunch of eighties music. Yeah. And I felt like the music felt like it was only kind of doing that. Okay. I felt like they were they that one of the tropes of the show, like my earlier complaint that it gets trapped in formula. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the tropes is this is the eighties show. Yeah. Right? Like it's gonna be look at the trailer for it, you know. Right. Yeah. Eighties trailer. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um I didn't care for the pop culture references in, in one as much. Two yeah. was kind of more my, mm-hmm. like a better fit. Like Billy's pop culture was more my pop culture. Right. Well, because you are Billy. I think we established that. No. Pretty sure we established that you were Billy in the second, in our discussion of the second season. Who did we say you were? No, you were Billy. Lucas? I, oh, who I was? I yeah. don't remember. Okay. I might be an amalgam of all four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you, but, may, you could be all at once. But, but that's the same but thing, too, is... Ep- like, it didn't feel organic to me. Yeah, that's... It felt layered on in a way mm. that was supposed to be... I, I, sometimes, somebody my age, I feel like pop culture creators use the 80s mm-hmm. to lure me in to watch stuff. Yeah. Right? Like, there's this nostalgia kind of dynamic at work, and if that's what they were trying to do, I felt kind of cheated on the 80s yeah. part of this. Yeah. I mean, I know they had new Coke, and there was... Like, there was stuff yeah. there, but especially the music, I just felt like it felt 
it felt forced and inauthentic to me. Yeah, well, like for me, the moment that really kind of I think speaks to that too is the whole never-ending story. Yeah. Scene, which that felt really, which I, I in in researching oh. the show, apparently they came up with that idea. Yeah. Because the kid that plays Dustin has been on Broadway and they wanted to show how well he could sing. Yeah. And so that's the reason why they did that. And I'm like, well, that doesn't really seem like a very organic reason to, to do that. Yeah. yeah. So, like a very and thus it's it's not know, it's not a very meta. organic moment. Yeah. No, right. No. And so even though I love that song. Right. So in my <laughs> my general assessment, I think is about yours. Like the the third time around, I thought it had its moments to be sure. Yeah. But it wasn't always riveting must-watch TV. No, no, I thought it got riveting around the second half. Oh, I but thought... not the last episode. I liked the last episode. Oh, my God, I was so drawn out. <sighs> Come on, I was just like, Hope kept saying, what, what? I was just like, the fireworks? I was just shouting at the television. That that episode <laughs> literally made me frustrated. Really? Yeah. Oh, I enjoyed the you last episode. You watched TV and yelling at the TV. So maybe we should start with the things that bugged us or we I, didn't like. Yeah. You haven't started with that yet? Yeah. Can I start with the things that low-key bugged me? Sure. Okay. Number one, so Joyce figures out that there's a problem because the magnets on her refrigerator don't work. Right. No, they they, they fall off. Right. So they don't work. Yeah. Well, it's not so when they a don't magnet work, doesn't work, they've been it demagnetized. It no longer sticks to metal. Well, so but when you say the magnet off. doesn't, when you say the, the magnet doesn't, the magnet is to be magnetized to something. How well, can whoa, 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 whoa. you clearly listen, just want to argue with listen, whatever I say? Listen, because it's so obvious. When you the say magnets don't work, and you're like, no, no, sir, they just. Listen. This is like arguing with brother. Listen. When you say the magnets... Or my kids. Listen. Yeah. It's like, when you, wants to argue. When you say the magnets don't work, you're blaming the magnets. And it's not the magnets' fault but that they, they don't got demagnetized. The magnet. There's no blame. They just don't work. You're, you're totally what, blaming the magnets. What does a magnet do when it works? What does it do? When a magnet works, it sticks to... Metal. Thank you. Metal. When a magnet doesn't work... It doesn't. It no longer but, sticks but to metal. It's not like the magnets chose not to be magnetized anymore. <laughs> I didn't is this any, is this wow. nerve with you? Like, you you, you are magnetize? such an academic. Like You're finding blame <laughs> loaded into the rhetoric. You're, it's just not yeah, there. You're, you're blaming the magnets. Like, it's not the magnets' fault. But that was another thing, too. And we've totally missed my point here, which is when Joyce's magnets... Stop sticking to her refrigerator. Also, with at the no store. blame assessed. Oh, there's mag, there's demagnification everywhere. Wouldn't it be everywhere? Magnetization. Right, but wouldn't all well, of the magnets in town stop working? Also, wouldn't somebody else notice that nothing magnetic is well, working in town also, anymore? Do they like, but explain how it happened? Yeah, like, there's, there's a like magnetic a, pulse. Well, okay, so that's the problem: is that a magnetic pulse would affect all electronics. Yeah, I'm not sure it was like, a magnetic you know how pulse. Swipe a computer? I agree with you. In it was any, an energy pulse in of some kind. Any good superhero popular culture, that kind of EMP well, would definitely disrupt yeah. more than refrigerator. But we don't magnets. know that it was an EMP. But even if it's just a regular okay. magnetic pulse, magnetic fields would still mess with all electrical current. Yeah, but it was something from the upside down, which is a totally different set of rules. So that they never explained. No, the Russians are doing this, but they're opening the upside down. With the oh, I thought it was the machine that caused the no, electromagnetic pulse. No, they're using pulse. the magnetic pulse to open it, i.e. they are making right. the magnetic pulse. Right, so the pulse. Russians are making the magnetic pulse. Yeah, but there's probably some upside-down energy in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> are you a waiter for the show? Oh, you are quite the apologist today. I just, you know, I feel yeah. like so, I, so, I have to defend you, the magnets. Did okay, so you get a check from the show? <laughs> will not have magnets impugned. Do not blame so, the magnets. All right, so that was one of my... It was, the magnets were victims. I just want to be clear. <laughs> Justice for magnets. <laughs> Did the Association of Magnets send you a check or something? So, that bothered me a little bit. 
Well, it bothered me in the sense Wouldn't that it, was, it, be... it seemed like a very clear attempt to kind of do a version of Joyce and the Christmas Lights. Yeah. Yes. Then we're right. Christmas Lights. Again, a lot of my complaints are going to come back to the idea that they're trapped in... Yeah. That checkbox like, they had to check. Right. Like, Joyce my same complaint with Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It was like, stuff worked in one, so we need mm. to repeat it in number two. It just drives me mm. nuts. Like, build something new, people. Mm. And there were no good magnets in that movie either. So, and it, so the Russians built all of this yes. in Hawkins without yes. anybody noticing. Under the mall, yes. Okay. Really? It's a mall. Okay. You'd also think the Russians would, like, try and buy out the town and get rid of the people there. I don't no, know. No, they just the bought off the major. Anyway. The mayor. Yeah, I which know. Is, which is okay. a major weak point. No, it's a classic 80s trope. Classic that 80s, I yeah. buy. Like, Red Dawn, paratroopers come in. Calumet Mayor sells out the town. Yeah. I get it. Like, I, I buy that as 80s logic. Mm-hmm. All right. But the rest of it, I don't. <laughs> Low-key complaint number three. Mm-hmm. Hawkins is all, all of a sudden now like a sophisticated town. Is it? Well, okay. They've got they a cutting-edge mall. mall. Yeah. Okay, built by Russian money. So maybe we can put that aside. Yeah, well, it's... it's... But Enzo's? What's Enzo's? The fancy restaurant with the live oh, stream right. quartet playing where they go. Okay, I grew up in Ohio, in a town that might as well have been Hawkins, without, mm-hmm. like, the Upside Down and mm-hmm. the monsters and the Mind Flayers and all of that kind Question. of stuff. Question. As yeah. far as you're aware. Are you Mind right. Flayed right now? Do you know how Mind Flayer po- works? It, it, it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm mind not... Flayer does not control people. It eats your brain. I yeah, stand but by it, my question. No, I, I... Well, as far as I know, I'm not. But <laughs> it, it, Anyway... So I grew up in a town, like, Billy was totally part of my world. Like, I knew him. In the him. sense that you are Billy. No. Nancy, <laughs> totally a part of my world. Yeah. Like, I, like, 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 that part of the 80s stuff, small town sheriffs, mm-hmm. the way Hopper runs his department, absolutely. Like, yeah. all of that is true. But there was no Enzo's in Canal Fulton, Ohio. Mm. Yeah. No, like you, well, you like if, if you wanted a fancy, if you wanted a fancy, and I use air quotes for the mm-hmm. fancy dinner in Canal Fulton, mm-hmm. you went to the Canal Boat Restaurant, and you can kind of imagine what the Canal Boat Restaurant was. Canal Boat. Yeah. Mm. Well, we had a canal boat in town. Okay, like, that was the big tourist attraction where I grew up. Is you could come and get on the boat. You didn't and have a mall. The mules would drive it. Up. Oh no, we had to drive about twenty minutes to get to a mall. Okay, so here's my question. So, is your rage really more based on your resentment of Hawkins being sort of a better town than yours? No, because Hawkins has been like established like... for two seasons as my town. Yeah, but now it's the mid '80s. Stuff is is you know. Hey, guess what? Not really. No? Not, not in Indiana and not in Ohio. No, oh, but see, you're just no. kind of, you're painting the, the, the Look, Midwest with a you're very You're a left broad... coast Oregon elitist who grew up in the lap of all of this, like, fantastic fondue culture, but fondue. not us. Culture. Did you work at a fondue restaurant? I did, but that was in the 90s. I don't know that working at a restaurant makes him part of his culture. But it was there. Oh, the God, fondue no, restaurant well, was there. Do you in the sense had, that I washed dishes and came home covered in like... Do you think we had fondue res- restaurants in Canal Fulton? We did not. No? No. Okay. You have a fondue restaurant? Had a couple of bars. This restaurant's do fondue? Patrick, we're, we just established that's where he worked. No, but I mean, I was just shocked that one of those existed. Well, yeah. Yeah, in, the melting pot. In, it's a franchise. In the oh. left coast elitist world. Pretty sure they have melting pots I, out here, by the way. That you and I not did not grow up in. I grew up on Long Island. No. That's not left coast. <laughs> like, I can't... I want you, to know that's, you. you know that's the right coast, right? Yeah. yeah I'm, just saying, that's I'm, just saying, okay, like, just, I'm just saying, I'm also not like, you know... Oh, you're sophisticated. Yeah, I'm also like... I, I, I'm well, in the Hamptons. We've got West Coast, we've got Midwest, and we've got, you know... East Coast. East, East Coast. coast. Why, why did you pause when you look at me? Because <laughs> I almost said right coast. I was like, that's not the right phrase. <laughs> it was like, this is... And Richard. 
<laughs> Fourth low-key complaint. Okay. When did the Mind Flayer get all body snatchery? And why did he do it? And how? Mind, mind Flayer got a flay? Okay, so you have no answer. No, I just—I mean, that's just—I mean, the only thing we've seen of the Mind Flayer was him floating around above things yeah. in the Upside Down. We've never really seen what yeah. the Mind Flayer does, so, you know, I guess this establishes what the Mind Flayer does. I did like the creepy special effects as people turned into goo and kind of collapsed into him. That was a little grisly. I was like, yeah. oh, I guess those people are not coming back this no. season. No, I don't think so. Like, that's a, that was like, oh, I guess they're, yeah, they're done. All right. A couple things that, I, that bothered me more. Oh, Will, or excuse me, Mike loves Elle and vice versa? Yes. That's gross. Why? How old are these kids? We're not supposed to take them seriously, right? I don't think so. Like, if, if oh, I'm supposed to believe that Mike can love anything except himself, I, no. I, I cannot. And, and Dungeons and Dragons. Not even that anymore. No, not even that anymore. That's no. Will. He loves Poor only Will. himself. Hmm. Well, it was we'll the 80s. There was a lot of toxic masculinity we'll around. We'll get to Mike next, or later. Drove me nuts. Number seven. You mean we'll get to Will next? Well, no, I got more on Mike down the road. But the love affair between Mike and Elle was creepy. Yeah. Gross. Um, Number seven. Mm Mm-hmm. One of my favorite scenes in season two was the bus scene. They're in the junkyard. They're in the bus. Oh, yeah. And they're surrounded by the demon dogs. And... Demon dogs. I can't say that because it sounds like democratic dogs. So the demon dogs are all about them. And I thought it did a really great job of building, like, a horror mm-hmm. tension yes. in that scene. And they clearly were like, we got to do that again. So they put him in the cabin in the yeah. woods. And I just, to me, that, it, I hate almost more than anything in the franchise-driven, franchise, franchise? you got it, franchise-driven franchise. world. I get a side of franchise with my <laughs> burger. One of the things I most hate about it is that you get trapped in these formulas mm-hmm. and you have to repeat ad nauseum the same kind of scene over and over again. Number eight, yeesh, the time people waste with danger on the doorstep doing stupid things. Such as? Um, Arguing about the merits of new Coke in the grocery store (laughs) is Elle is about to bleed out and the world is about to end. Yeah, you know. They're kids. Their priorities are a little mixed up. And plus, Lucas had to be proven completely wrong about new Coke. But in a way, it makes the new Coke debate just as important as Elle's life and just as important as the survival of human life on the planet. Are you saying it's not? Yeah, it seems legitimate. Yes, that yeah. was that was an important cultural moment. Oh, the new Coke was a travesty. It was. It was oh, a travesty. And uh, there's a again, reason why you don't have new Coke anymore. Yes, you and, and further new proof that right? new Coke is a travesty is Richard's defense of new Coke. Wait, you, you're defending new Coke? He just said it's... I'm just really arguing for the sake of argument. Are you a Pepsi drinker? No. I drink a Mountain Dew. Because he's extreme. (laughs) (laughs) Richard does the do. Or, as you're about to go to the underground Russian facility, Mm -hmm. at which you need the Russians' expertise Mm -hmm. to turn off the machine, Mm -hmm. the best choice would be, A, keep him hidden, Mm. or B, take him to the July 4th celebration so he can eat a corn dog mm-hmm. and oh, learn and, and how to win a bear. Yeah. Or Woody Woodpecker, I he guess. Wants to, yeah, he wants to participate in, in American culture. Yeah. We need to prove that American culture is better than Russian culture by having the Russians like it more. Number nine. The last episode ran way too long. Actually, it was the episode before that that was the longest episode. Wait, no, the last episode ran like an hour and 20 minutes. Wasn't it? I thought that was yeah. the one before. No. 
I like how episodes now are like, just, they're on the rules. We're supposed to feel tension? I just felt aggravated. Really? Yeah. The I fireworks, the like, like, they cut to the fireworks being thrown at the Mind Flayer. Yeah, I liked that. About eight or twelve times. Well, because it took a lot of fireworks. Yeah. Amen. Okay, and ten, eleven, where, where I'm at. I, yeah. Where'd all the Russians go at the end? Back to Amer- Russia. No, the American Special Forces yeah. are converging on the mall. Mm-hmm. All of the Russians mm-hmm. are in the basement. Mm-hmm. Where'd they go? Well, they use the upside down world to travel between worlds to get to the Russia. You can't do that. No, that well, is one of... Yeah, not until they tell you these They things. hadn't even opened it yet. They were still working on opening it, and you're telling me they're traveling through it? No, it was open enough that things could come out. Why can't things go in? Number 12. That's one of the theories about where Hopper is, by the way. I want to talk about Hopper uh, later. Of course it's weird, because they say, you know, the American or whatever. So, can I give you number 12, and then I, I've sure. got my, my low-key complaints out of the way, and we can move on awesome. to the things, oh the things I didn't like. Good Lord. So, the Russians have a golem, or whatever one of those things are, at the end. You mean the Demodog. Yeah. Stranger Things does the worst post-credit teasers of all the pop culture I consume. Mm. I've never liked any of their stuff. No. Oh. Did never. they have teasers for season, season one? Season one ends, and then it comes back and suggests... And I remember, because I, when we talked about season one, I'm like... They should have just, they should have stopped. I mean, we talked about that, yeah. Uh, the waffles thing whatever? Oh, that's right. We do get the waffles. Yeah, it's just, it's no good. Um, so, the Russians have this demon dog or whatever demon it is. Um, this totally badass monster, right? That destroys people. Mm-hmm. Like, just chews them up. And they're keeping it in a cage that's essentially, like, um, contained by chicken wire. Yes, Okay, I just want to be clear that it's, this Well, it world, seemed like it might be like a baby demon dog. It was big enough when it stood up to be as tall as a human. Yeah. And it clearly and also, ate what, that human in about 30 seconds. And what yeah. idiot would go, oh, it's baby, use the cheap stuff, and then we'll eventually <laughs> you, put it in you know, the big cage. Let's well, use the chicken wire for now. This until, is why the, the Soviet Union have something better. Put it into the Again, right. yeah. but you're not appreciated on a, on a meta level. Yeah. This is clearly why the Russians lost the Cold War, because they do things like that. Okay, if season four turns on the chicken wire fence mm-hmm. not being strong enough I to feel contain like the threat... Clearly, they have underestimated the danger. Yeah. Because they're stupid enough to try to open up the door in the first place. So yeah. clearly, they have but no cognizance that. of we how dangerous... Well, we were, st- open the door in the first we were stupid enough to do it, too. Yeah. Yeah. But and anyway... To do but it. we've right. learned... Chicken- Chicken wire. It's probably dog. like adamantium chicken wire. Like really strong chicken I was wire. Very disappointed. What a waste of adamantium to make chicken wire. Well, unless you're trying to contain a demon dog. Yeah. Probably because steel doesn't work? Apparently not. Anyway, that's my list of relatively minor low Okay, those are your minor complaints because you got pretty incensed about some of them. Some of the, well, the more I think about them, <laughs> the more I think, did I waste eight hours? <laughs> more than eight hours. Yeah, that's true. Probably was more than eight hours. Well, there were eight episodes. Yeah, but they were one an hour each. They were a little bit over, weren't they? Some were 50. No, some of them were... Most of them were shorter. Yeah. Oh. So probably not quite eight hours, but yeah. still. But still. So, did you have any low-key complaints, or should we talk about the stuff we didn't like now? Um... I didn't blitz through them all, did I? I'm sorry, I got a little carried away. No, there. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> you um, went off the tangent and just got... By the way, I'm now entering page two of my notes. Yeah, I'm not really sure what, what page I'm on. Yeah. Um, Seems fair to say you liked it more than me. 
Yeah, I mean, I did ultimately enjoy it. I, I don't, it's not the strongest of the seasons. I, I definitely like two better. I think it's two, one, three would be my ranking. Yeah, that might be. I, I need to see three again yeah. and maybe one again. You're going to watch it again? I don't know. I oh, know. For no. God's sake, man. I said I would need to if I wanted to do that. Okay. Um, oh, I guess this kind of, uh, I guess this counts as kind of a low-key one. Yeah. So there was one moment that didn't quite make sense to me. Just one. Only one. So the whole point of the scoop troop needing yes. Lucas's little sister to get into the Russian facility right. was that the vents are too small. Right. And then Hopper goes through the vents. <laughs> because that was how I can... I, I knew... I was like, I think Hopper's going to die. Wait, does Hopper go through the vents? They say that's how they got in, was how they went through the vents. So we, he and Joyce both go through the vents. He and Joyce and Murray, oh. and I'm like, this is how Hopper's going to die, because the other two no, are small enough to get Murray through. but Murray climbs through... Although when he's climbing through the vents... They're huge. They're huge. Yeah. Well, no, they find bigger ones. If the kids just looked around a bit more, they would have found different vents. Maybe oh, yeah, the one I that just, goes into Scoops Ahoy is a tiny vent, but there's bigger I ones I don't know. That, I just seemed kind of... Because I thought, oh, Hopper's going to get on the other side and be stuck. He's yeah. going to send Joyce and Murray because they'll be able to get out. So I thought Hopper was going to die because right. he was he just couldn't get out of the facility. Well, they, and they do emphasize his dad bod. Yeah. Like a he's, lot he's in big. This, this series. So, yeah. So that was one of the things I'm like, but the... The vents were tiny. Yeah. That's why you needed the... Also, the movies, vents are very large. And yet in real life, never seen a vent big enough to go through. Yeah. 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 So that that, that was sort of a low-key... Yeah. Um, kind of thing that was like that. I mean, I'm sure they just went through a different set of vents, but it was like, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's fair. Uh, I guess, I mean, my other critiques... Was that really it? <laughs> Well, I've got other things that I think are maybe bigger. You had a giant okay. list and one thing to make. Yeah. yeah. So, do you want to give one of your bigger ones? Well, I mean... I've like, got a surprise we, we need some time for at the end of the We already show. kind of talked about it. I mean, one of the things I didn't like was that they did nothing to follow up what I think of as the Morlocks episode from last season. Yeah. Yes, Morlock agreed. Episode? Morlocks is an X-Men reference. Yeah. Ah. That that I was really surprised they did... Super, super yeah, that, that they did nothing with that. Like, I was really disappointed in I that. I was disappointed, too. I, I um, agree with that. Like, even when I saw, like, I, like I watched the first episode, and I was like, oh, I need to see, like, how many there are. I'm like, oh, they're back to eight again. I'm like, yeah. oh, are they just, like, not doing anything yeah. remotely different than what they did before? So I was kind of disappointed yeah. in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's fair. There's one of the theories that I read online that I kind of like about the whole, the the Russians' reference to the American. Yeah. Um, is that one, per, one thing I read said it's not actually Hopper. Yeah. It's the other powered person that Eleven met because she was starting to go. She her plan was to go and find like the people that were yeah. responsible for her and hunt them down. So maybe she's the one that the Russians I captured. Guess. It could be on part of it. Which would be nice to like. It could I be. hope they don't just abandon that story. It would be nice to have her back. But, yeah, but it's such a ridiculous twist in the storyline. So. Just because she went off to get the people who created her, yeah, doesn't mean the Russians would also, get her. Also, they probably would have referred to her as the girl or something. I don't know. No, but they can't call her that and set up, you know, oh, intrigue as to who it is. It could be Eleven's dad, fake dad, or real dad, mm. the scientist guy. Didn't she kill him? No, no, the Demogorgon... You the, mean Paul Reiser? I think so, the, the main... No, head. Paul Reiser shows up at the end of this season. Yeah, but he was in season two. Yeah. No, no, season one, like, I think the Demogorgon kills him. Yeah, there was the it guy, the, the, the guy that was actually yeah. experimenting. That kind of looks like the mayor now that I think yeah. about it. No. Um, oh right, yeah. Matthew Modine played. That's that part. it. Yeah, yeah, that part. Like he was, but I'm. Yeah, he's he's dead. Pretty yeah. sure he's dead. Oh, we're pretty sure we're positive. I I just don't Man, remember. Could, him. Man, couldn't you imagine? You came back it's like, wow, what a twist. 
I have another complaint grounded in the 80s. Okay. That goes beyond the ugly clothes, because, man, 80s was <laughs> terrible decade for clothing. I like 80s fashion. It's awful. I kind of, I, There's I did... not one appealing outfit in the entire oh, come show. on. Which is authentic 80s. Oh. But it is ugly. Name one. What would you wear? No, no. If I could say, what would someone who is popular wear? I really can't speak to that. <laughs> what would anybody, like... Maybe Hopper's Miami Vice shirt you could get away with I think it more today. was a Magnum P.I. shirt. They called it Miami Vice, though, I believe, didn't they? Well, they watch Miami Vice. I don't know if they call it a Miami. He mentions that, that he and L watch he, Miami Vice on Fridays. I thought he connected the shirt to it. Wait. But anyway, it doesn't matter. The clothes were ugly, but there's a bigger thing. <laughs> the mall stuff, like early on when they go to the mall and they're mm-hmm. hanging out like at the movie theater and whatnot, mm-hmm. felt like an 80s music video to me. Like in the way it was shot, almost. Are you talking about when L and Max are doing like their little yeah that, montage thing? Yeah, like there's there's a number of montages like that. I kind of enjoy. I, I enjoyed Max and yeah. L's little, particularly like their their the the photo booth thing that they did right, with their but, various '80s fashions. But that's like a like totally accurate reflection of a very ugly decade. The '80s were the worst. We agree. I love the '80s. Fashion-wise, yeah, almost every way, politically. Musically, socially. 80s is an interesting decade, but not an ideal one. Spiritually. I love the 80s. So. Why? It's my decade. But to me, I felt like there was a shift in style. Tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe I don't remember one and two well enough. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Thank you, Rich. But it, it felt like this season, more than others, was almost like an homage to filmmaking or TV-making styles of the 1980s. Mm. Like, there were things they did repeatedly that really, to me, evoked the 80s. Like, one was, like, the classic 80s sitcom where you would do, like, a somewhat cheesy joke, and then you would flash cut to the person that you're talking to, and they would wince. Mm. Or, you know, they would roll their eyes, and then there would be an immediate cut to the next scene. Mm. It felt, like, very 80s in the way Mm. it was... Structured. I think they've always sort of. To me, it felt more so to me. Yeah. So I I have to go back. Um, Well, they are starting. The more they get to like 1985, 86, 87, like that's when, for me, that's when the 80s start getting a little unappealing. Huh. I've never heard you say anything bad about Yeah. Like, I, I like my 80s is kind of like. 80 to 84, maybe early 85. First Reagan administration. 85, really? 86, 87. Like, that's when, I don't know, it gets a little, it gets even a bit too plastic and saccharine for me. Wow. So we do almost agree. Mm, you are exactly. slowly coming to my view of the 80s, which makes me... No, I've always had this view of the 80s. You've never said it before. I don't tell you everything. But we've talked about the 80s more than we've talked about anything else. You've never said that. I know, because I, I keep I some like things in sh- reserve. I feel like you're shifting. I'm not shifting. Rich, I think we're winning him over. Listen, there's a reason why I stopped listening to American Top 40 every week around 1987. Really? Have you made fun of you? I no. thought it went off the air. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it was on the air for a long time after that. I thought you had no choice. Anyway, I thought there was I thought there was that shift in style. Yeah, no, and, there, there, there's definitely a shift in style. And so, and then I... And then, in a lot of ways in the show. In, yeah. Right, and in that echoing of the 80s... Some of the stuff I liked, I think that you didn't. So that the Russian bad guy looks like Schwarzenegger yeah, and is essentially was, the Terminator. Yeah, that was just not subtle at all. I did, however, like the way in which they would all take their like M16s or whatever in one hand and shoot them like wildly at the ceiling. Like that's a classic. Well, that's classic A team. Classic eighties A team. A team that that um, literally, you know, 
what I think they said like on I Love the Eighties. Like you could give them a, a, full, a semi-automatic gun with a full clip, yeah, and all they would do is hit the dirt in front of their targets, yeah, yeah. or like or Rambo. Oh. You know, like there's the yeah. great scene at the end of Rambo Two where he confronts the evil oh, military the... guy, and they're in the the like the media compound. Yeah, he comes back. Oh, yeah, and yeah, he okay. like he takes out he, he's got like an M16 in each hand and he just like he just obliterates all the technology mm-hmm. around the guy. It's like and then there's a nod to Alien where Nancy comes face to face with the the um the monster in the hospital. Yeah. The, like the the little head kind of shoots out of the big head. Mm-hmm. Like that's a very alien kind yeah. of kind of motif. Oh, and that was another thing that I guess I would put under as a minor complaint. Yeah. Is like when Nancy's running around the hospital because yeah. like the editor guy is after her. Yeah. And then Jake Busey's character shows up as Mind Flayed. Yeah. And there's been no establishment of right. him as Mind Flayed prior to that point. I'm like, well, that seems right. There's like something they should have done. There's a substantial implication that Billy and um, what's her name? Yeah. The the lifeguard Heather. That, Heather. Yeah. That they have built a fairly substantial network. It seems like it. And, and it's yet, not unreasonable that if the publisher of the Hawkins It's Gazette not, but there was nothing that, that we, others, ever, we never really saw. Right. Agreed. Agreed. There's a lot that's kind of left to the like we might have been We might have been clued in if, like, say, Nancy went to work one day and the guys aren't actually giving her crap the whole time. Right. So like, oh, they seem different. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, yeah. so that, that was another thing. Though I do have to say, Jake Busey great casting for that role yes <laughs> yeah absolutely hey speaking of films though real quickly before we move on yes did you catch on the marquee they had back to the future yes you mentioned that and they had fletch yes i did see that so fletch is the better movie right no maybe not at that moment but i really i did really in, like fletch yeah. in retrospect fletch is the better i really movie. liked fletch fletch is fletch is a good movie i mean it's a it's Chevy Chase. It's peak Chevy Chase. Right, which, you know, like you think about Chevy Chase today and you mm. think, except for a couple moments on Community, yeah, not really your guy anymore. Yeah, but no, I remember, yeah, Fletch, Fletch is, I think, I'm pretty sure I saw Fletch in the theater. Oh, you want to check if that was PG rated, Rich? Oh, I'm sure I, it was, I'm pretty sure it was PG, maybe PG-13. Well, back in the 80s, stuff like that, you know, they'd... I guess sneak it by you. They'd you throw know. in some nudity and all of a sudden you'd have yourself an R movie. Yeah. That everybody would go see except for you. Except me. It was a way to get the kids to go see it. Oh, Vicky didn't go either. So. Yeah, see. Wow, oh, wow, so I thought I thought you'd really push back. No, no, I really liked Fletch. Do you remember on the season two um, episode of our podcast? PG. Okay, so you did see it. Um, Wait a minute, season two episode when, of our when our When our podcast discussed season two of Stranger Things. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure yeah, out. Do you remember yes. that? Uh, remember that discussion we had? Vaguely. I really was hoping to go review that before yeah, this discussion. Right, right, You'd have to remember it. Yeah. Because we don't have it on tape. Yeah, I mean, I can but go back to my notes. One of my favorite parts of that show was I gave you a series of pop quizzes about your favorite 80s things. Oh, God. And we're going to relive that because it's never been heard by anybody. <laughs> So I have saved all of them. Oh. I went back through my season two notes and I took all of the quizzes out. Darn. No, you'll, you're going to love them. Okay. They will only be fun. Do you remember how I did? Oh, no. It did, well, I thought you did terribly because we Pretty argued sure. about candy bars. Pretty and sure you were I dead wrong it. on candy bars. Pretty sure I nailed that. How could you be wrong about candy bars? Oh, he's dead wrong. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. But I had, like, what I have left are thoughts on characters. So is there other stuff you want to talk about? Um, no, I mean, my stuff, I actually have stuff on characters to a large okay. extent. So do you want to start, do you have a character you want to start with? Uh, no, not one in particular. All right, how about Hopper? Okay. To me, Hopper felt overcooked at the start. 
it felt a little hammy. Oh, yeah. he was playing the overbearing... Fo- and I think that's what they were going for. But it, yeah, I was trying it to figure didn't out... connect with me. Yeah, well, I was trying to figure out if... have gone through that in the second season. Yeah, I just... I, yeah, I just... I I, well, I think we talked about it in the... I'm right. pretty sure this was something we talked about in our discussion of season two. Yeah. Was the way in which, like, the whole Hopper 11, like, surrogate family thing... Yeah. ...was really kind of dark and, and like, Hopper being very abusive. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we talked about that. And in this season, cause I, I remember seeing uh, there was something something that someone posted about, you know, you know Hopper being, like, their ideal man or something like that Holy on Twitter. Cow, and, yeah. and someone was probably like, you should not date. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, what it was... In the he, 80s, oh, it he was, would um, be, like, an ideal dude. Oh, yeah. oh what's-her-face that plays the lead female in Westworld? Uh, whose name I'm forgetting. Dolores. Uh, what's her name? She's famous. Yeah, um, but, but uh, she replied to a tweet about yeah, no, someone saying like Hopper being Mary. No, is her name not Mary? I can't remember. I keep wanting to say Robin Wright Penn, but that's not what it is. Mas- is it Masterson? No, 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 it's not Masterson. Um, uh, who plays Dolores? God, it's right on the tip Rich, of my Rich will find it. Yeah, it's a shame they don't only want the phone. I've got a phone. Oh, I'm a just... laptop. Fair point, but I got in trouble for. Yeah. Going off the reservation the, too much last show. We're the talent, you're the support. So, support. So anyway, the ta- I can't remember what you were Somebody, saying. Oh, but so, no, she she posted, but she, so someone tweeted something or posted an article about that like, that's it. I knew it was a three-name thing. I knew it was too. Um, and yet you did not, uh, did not guess a three-name thing. Um, Mary Stuart Masterson is a three-name She person. replied to something like, do not date someone like Hopper. Hopper is terrible. Um, yeah. And I kind of realized that, yeah, Hopper <laughs> is not... He represents a kind of masculinity that we would yeah. see very toxic today. Well, could you say that it is very then. toxic, but was tolerated? But was tolerated back then. Because you say we see it, which suggests that we know it's not really toxic. Well, no, like you did with the magnets. No, I'm trying to stand up for women. Not, you, the way you defend magnets, oh I want to defend women today. That it is in fact toxic. We shouldn't see it as toxic. Did, it is toxic. But we wouldn't have perceived it as topic and toxic. It in the was 80s. not seen as toxic that in the eighties. I agreed with that part of it. That it is my point. The way that you said that it, we only see it. That is my point. Okay. Is that we have come to perceive okay, that look, as toxic in the way it is toxic. It's important now. that somebody on the show stand up for magnets and somebody on the show stand up for women. <laughs> As you can tell, they both have equal value. Victory. <laughs> wow. Rich just equated women and magnets. I think he was trying to ironically yeah. suggest that you are perhaps in the morally do well, I don't think he was. I don't think he look, was. If we look at track records, I didn't say anyone should sleep with a teacher. That's a fair point. You never said sleeping with students was morally acceptable. I'm pretty sure that is not what I said. So... Well, you know what I liked about Hopper? The yeah. way that he repeatedly got beaten up by the Russian. He took a lot of abuse. Which he should season. have. Like, it was a, like a special ops Russian guy yeah. against, like, a small town out of shape. Out of shape. But the way he comes back at the end is Rocky-like. Yeah. It's like Rocky coming off the mat against Ivan Drago. There's no way he should get up off the mat. Yeah. And yet he does, and he throws the guy into the Yeah, big, well, the Russian you know, guy is kind of down basically Terminator Drago. Yeah. He is the, up. He's the classic 80s villain, and there's. I wonder if there's a reason why more of those classic 80s villains are resonating today. I can't think of any reason. No, probably not. Yeah. It wouldn't make any sense. No. I mean, it's just just coincidence. Yeah. dink, really. Um, did he have to die, though? Couldn't he just gone into the room with Joyce? It seemed like he just stood on the platform. Well, no, there was, an, there was an energy discharge between him and the room oh, for Joyce. Okay. He couldn't Fair walk enough. through without getting... God, he basically had... Apologist for this show. He basically had two choices. Stand where he was and get blown up, or possibly go into the upside down. I've got theories about that in through a minute. But before we do, 
What do you think of his goodbye note to Elle? They find it in his shirt afterwards, and she reads it. As yeah, no, I do remember the. the well, you just looked. You looked confused. I don't know if I remember. I, 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 I know a lot of people were really touched by it. It really hit me. It, it hope okay. would say it hit me in the feels. Okay. I think as a parent, the way he's talking about how kids grow and yeah. change, and you can't have like triple stack egos for the rest of your life mm-hmm. is whoa, 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 like, whoa, 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 with your kid. Why not? It's just not the same. Okay. Like your kid gets to a point. Hmm. Maybe Leia will get like this eventually, where she just wants to do like her own thing. Oh, she's at that point. <laughs> anyway, I thought like it really hit me emotionally, although it also had the ring of like an '80s sitcom. Well, I where he, like Larry, cousin Larry does something terrible. Yeah. Episode continues. Larry sees the error of his ways. You get the music in the background, yeah. the soft music, and Larry's like. Cousin Balky, I'm very sorry that yeah. I, you know. Well, I read an article. I, 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 one of the articles that I read or pointed out like that one of the main things this season is patterned after is Back to the Future. Yeah. And that the letter Hopper writes is, I think they said it's sort of an inverted version of the letter Marty writes to Doc or Doc writes to Marty. I don't remember the movie well. I don't. I don't remember it. And it might have been Back to the Future too uh, that Doc there's the Marty. letter. Um, yeah. So finally on Hopper, you don't think he's dead either then? No. No, I did what... At um, first I was really hoping he was dead, only because it would give season three some kind of stakes. It would. I think what could happen, because someone, uh, a friend of mine posted online of like how bad they felt about, they felt for L. Yeah. That, you know, she's like, well, this is just the worst thing that could happen, you know, losing Hopper. And I replied, I was like, no, the worst thing is when Hopper comes back mind flayed and yeah. she has to kill him in season four. Wow. That's when she's going to be really messed up. I have a very different theory for Hopper. Okay. All right, I think you're going to like this one, you especially. Mm. So he's just gone through a terrible, cataclysmic, mm-hmm. scientific accident. Mm-hmm. He emerges as the thing and jumpstarts the Disney Fantastic Four franchise. Oh, okay. I'll see that happening. It's perfect. Mm. Except for all things that are wrong with it. What's wrong with it? Name I'm one thing. There's a scientific sure accident. The Netflix and Disney are enemies, and so you wouldn't really expect the two shows to cross over. Also, there's, okay, there's one. thing happen from space radiation or something? Well, this is kind of like inner space radiation or something. Really? We have no idea what it is. Can I just point out that yeah. the person who raised the objection about comic book canonicity yeah. was not me? <laughs> wow. We are living in um, the Upside Down. Um, excuse me, I'm pretty sure the Fantastic Four were created with cosmic radiation. And, uh... <laughs> and, and, uh... It's all for the movies. Not, not Upside Down? Right. So, but, uh... So, any, any other comments on Hopper? Because we got a lot to cover. The, the quiz is going to take dead. you some time. Yeah, he okay. Dead it will take you some time. The, the show's stuck in that two into the can, yeah. so they're going to have him back. Though he did, what? what he's in what he's in one of the new Marvel films. Is he in Black Widow? He's in Black Widow. That's right. He's playing Alexi in Black Widow. I thought I'd read a rumor somewhere that he was actually going to play the thing in a Fantastic Four reboot. He would be an interesting but, like, choice to play the thing. He'd be a great choice but to play the thing. You know, now I mean now I know. He, that, well, Black I wrote Widow. this, and then Comic Con happened. Yeah, and so it does take a little bit of the steam out of my theory. It does. Admittedly. Though, at the same time, you know, Mahershala Ali apparently could be Cottonmouth in Netflix and Black Air Blade. So maybe, and yeah, so maybe not. Maybe not. So, Joyce? She was joy- very Joyce yeah. in this. I was a little, you know... There are many characters I would say that about, where I felt like... I was a little bit disappointed in that 
I think they, they sort of tried to tread a line between, like, Hopper's gaslighting of her and her sort of, like, resisting that. Yeah. And then the way in which that she kind of, you know, eventually agreed to... I was a little bit disappointed in that. That, that yeah. you know, Hopper was not great to her in this no. season. No, he's a terrible, a terrible guy to yeah. date so, in any way. So I was a little bit disappointed in that. Yeah. Um, I just felt like as a character, she's... Like, she's kind of treading water. I'm also a little bit... Yeah, I'm a little, a little bit confused. I'm like, why is everybody leaving with Joyce? Well, it makes sense she would take her yeah, kids but, with her. Right? Yeah, so that's but the I mean, two boys, and then... Yeah, but, gonna, but Jonathan, the oldest of, kid, has been working on his own, and basically... Well, he's just an intern at the paper. And living with Nancy, and... Yeah, but in or, Joyce's house. Yeah, yeah but I, I, it seemed weird that I'm like, why can't they just, you know... Unless, like, their whole relationship is secret from their parents, which I guess maybe it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, you move when you have to move, and if your kids break up on high school relationship, who cares? Yeah. Because high school relationships aren't important. But they're not in high school anymore, aren't they? they? Well, Steve has graduated. I don't know if they are, but they're just interns. It, it, to me, it felt like... Yeah, I, the, like, what their status is, I was not really clear on. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, I thought Joyce was... Uh, Somewhat disappointing to me. I'd like to have seen a little more character development. Yeah, I mean, she she yeah. was very much who she was. Season one. In in season one and and yeah. season two to a certain maybe yeah. Okay, here's another Again, theory kind of, for you. Kind of stuck in a pattern. Let me bounce this theory off you. The okay. bad guy in Stranger Things uh-huh. is really Mike. I could see that. That he's the bad guy. But how in like because Mike plays the bad guy. No, because he's a terrible person. Yeah, no, I knew oh. where you were going with that. Yeah, because he's the worst. He is pretty awful. He's unconvincing as a boyfriend. Yeah, well, yeah, he's... I, and the way, he, the way he interacts with Hopper is totally unrealistic. Yeah. Having grown up in a 1980s small Midwestern town, mm-hmm. you didn't really talk to the sheriff that way. Mm. You didn't call him names. You didn't slam the door shut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't step on Superman's cape. Yeah. You don't step on Superman's cape, I suppose. Um, so I just, I don't like him. Yeah, no, I did not care for Mike either. And I think that it got worse this season in part because there's clearly an effort to make this about the empowerment of women. Yes. Like oh, is, I've got a fair or foul about that. There's definitely a theme that runs through it. And to do that, Mike has to become even worse than he is. Yeah. Or has been. Right. Yeah. Like, so that Elle and Max can have, like, their girl time empowerment. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I really like, enjoyed the, the Elle-Max yeah. relationship. No, absolutely. Absolutely. But I think it meant Mike, that Mike had to be... Yeah. And I think Jonathan was also sacrificed in a way too, that the that Nancy storyline. He didn't really. Jonathan really didn't have a lot to do this because he's hooked up with Nancy. Yeah. But Nancy's at the press is such a story of like the patriarchy. Yeah. Oh yeah. He can't. Jonathan can't really do or be much in this movie. Yeah. Because if he does, it's going to run counter to what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan was very. And I've never liked Jonathan to begin with. I've always felt like he wasn't a fairly unbelievable. Yeah, and not a, a very sympathetic character to me. Yeah, he's kind of yeah. I agree. So he was right. even, he's just kind of meh, and he was even more meh this season. Whoa! What a cliffhanger! Holy cliffhanger, Batman! What was I supposed to say again? <laughs> and you say in season two. Oh, say no, there's wait. so much good stuff in this podcast. It's going to be two. The next one will drop soon. That's what you should have said, and then we'd be done. Can we guarantee that it's going to drop soon? I feel like we might not drop soon. Well, I feel soon. like I've already said everything that needs to be said, so Rich could cut it right here, and, and I think we'd be it's, good. I think this is good. 